0: Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. This week we've got our resident Cornish contact joining us, the man in the know in Truro. It's James, aka Mr. Just Mills, on Instagram. How are you doing, James? You all right?
1: Hello, yeah, I'm good, thank you. And yourself? How are
0: you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. I'm good. I'm, I must admit I'm not enjoying the uh, the sunshine when I'm stuck indoors. Um stuck so it's first world problems really. I'm stuck doing quote unquote work, really. Um I've I've not been furloughed <laughs> out of yet. Um but still sitting in the in the window looking at the sunshine, um wishing I was outside and technically should be in Cornwall. Um uh, but you know, not that I'm not that I'm bitter or anything. So uh as as the show, <laughs> Has the sun been shining down down on the Cornish, Cornish shores? or
1: uh, Do you want me to tell you the truth? Or
0: I'd really like you to tell me it's been hammering it down for the past three days, but I know that's not going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I can't remember the last time it rained, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: great, great. Well, I mean, it's good for you. I mean, it's great for you guys in terms of you getting a bit of sun, but you can't really enjoy it either, can you? Because you can't go to the beaches or anything unless you live right on the beach so
1: that's it it's been a real strange one um they seem to have laxed it just a little bit down mm. here now in the moment is if if you are in a short distance from the beach devon and cornwall police have said it's it's okay to travel in your cars there now but as long as it is where you do live so beforehand yeah. they they were doing spot checking and, and finding people in cars and stuff but luckily where we live if we want to we could just walk to the beach it takes maybe about half an hour but yeah. um We've just been walking the dog every day, just lapping up the sunshine. It's been mm. really quiet as well, just just walking around the small roads and and through fields and stuff. But um I'm just not used to being at home for such a long period of time. You know, being in my routine, going to work, coming home, and repeat, and then just having two days off in a row. But it's just at the point now where I don't even know what day it is sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, especially after the bank holiday weekend as well, it's kind yeah. of just. Throwing everything like for me for working i had friday and monday off which i'd, I'd normally work and it's like well you know now it should be it should be tuesday now but it's not it's wednesday because i we had to come back to work yesterday so but it'll be it'll be really weird for you as well in terms of for this time of year for for people like myself who are tourists they'll be normally flocking down to cornwall over the bank holiday weekend they? so you'll be used to it being absolutely rammed and oh absolutely being chocker
1: yeah yeah but, this is um this is when it starts to get busy for trade so January through to maybe the beginning of March are really really quiet just for everybody down here, and then it starts yeah. to pick up a little bit. But yeah, Easter is always the point where it's just busy. Then right through to after summer.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's once once the weather hits, then that's that's it in it. You know, you get all the the caravanners and and whatnot coming down. So
1: oh yes, in, <laughs> and yeah, clogging up the
0: roads. Um, <laughs> obviously, you're saying that they they've been kind of spot checking and finding. Have you noticed that there are the odd sort of few people that have. Risked it and made it through. In terms of, they've still managed to come down and make a sort of a holiday out of it. In terms of with the caravans or camping, or has it literally just been a a full on lockdown and no one's got through?
1: I've seen just just one camper van which had a family in it, but other than that, right. per- personally, I've not seen anything. I've seen stuff on the local news and like on Facebook mm. and such that police have said they've turned away, you know, holiday makers. But but personally, I've not seen any of it really. It's been really really quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in terms of where you are. Yourself, I mean, obviously you you work at the Red Elephant in Truro. Whereabouts in Cornwall are you, are you based in terms of where do you live in, in Cornwall?
1: Uh, so I'm in a small little town called St. Blasey. Um, it's only about 25 minutes from Truro, so not too far at all. Right. Uh, just on the other side of St. Austell. Um, right, okay. Well, actually, I think the easiest thing would be to say I, I'm about five minutes from the Eden Project. Oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which again, you'll know you'll know that it gets absolutely hammered there when it's busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
1: and another place that's closed down for the for Cables. It's lovely, just yeah. just
0: bizarre, it really, is. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be quite a a weird time in terms of for business as well for that rely on tourism. You know, for all the holiday lets and cottages and businesses. You know, restaurants and pubs that thrive on tourism coming in. That's it'll it. It'll be a really odd. It'll be really odd thing because I know from coming to Cornwall. For quite a lot of years, there's a lot of residents that are like, you know, sort of bloody tourists and clogging up roads and <laughs> da da da. But the tourists are what makes Cornwall Cornwall, aren't they? You know, in terms of the money that they bring in. So it's so busy, really,
1: it it's, it's yeah. exactly that. I mean, I'm probably guilty of it as well, but everybody whinges and moans when it gets really busy but it's really busy, which is then the trade for those people that are moaning yeah. about the people down here. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's silly. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. No, and I get it. You know, it must be annoying when, you know, it makes your commute a lot longer just because everyone's clogged up with caravans and taking wrong turnings and blocking up the single track roads and what have you. But, you yeah, like you say, it's when it's what makes businesses and companies thrive. It's, you know, it's kind of the lifeblood, isn't it, really? So That's and it. It's, it's it's really weird for for us not to to be down there because this is the time year that we we'd come down. Uh, I think last year was the first time we came out of Easter for a long time. Um, we came more May June sort of time last year, but normally we'd be we'd be down for Easter.
1: Well, I was going and to like say, say um, was it? I was going to ask, was it Easter when you were down and you came into the shop? But was that May last year? Was it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a bit later. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's when we first. Met for a sort of a, a brief time, and that's the only time that we've we've met. But obviously, we were arranging to to meet up again when we came down, and obviously come to the the, the evening due for the for the wedding as well. So, yeah, which we'll have to we'll have to reconvene, um, <laughs> assuming that the lockdown's over by October. Which well, hopefully so. so. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping so because you know missed missed all the weather and everything. So it's it's yeah for us. It's just it's for me. I don't really go abroad. Yeah, and I say I don't really go abroad. We don't go abroad. Right, so right, right. when when we come down to Cornwall, if the weather's nice, and just coming down there, that's that's my holiday. And I've always said that if I went abroad and didn't go to Cornwall, I feel like I'd miss out. So I'm kind that. of, you know, I'm kind of missing now because it's like I don't want to go to October, until October again without coming down. So depending on when the lockdown kind of releases, um, if it's possible to come down in sort of summer for you know maybe a week or a short break I think we Mm -hmm. might try and do it until October because I think as I said to you before the wedding's now been rearranged till the 29th of October so it's it's a long old wait and the weather may well have disappeared come come that time which I'm hoping we might get a few days of late sunshine and a very late sort of Indian summer that they always promise in
1: September that kind of gets delayed into October um I mean, we could, yeah, we could try and make it stretch to October. I mean, September, I could say yes, but October, I just yeah. don't know. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a push. Yeah, it's a bit of a push in it. So. But we'll see. It'll it'll be what it'll be. And obviously, it's it's just weird, isn't it, that sort of time, October and November, because that's kind of a, when the season's just ending as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of a lot of places are, are winding down. So it'll be interesting to see what's, what's open then, because it just changes your whole day completely from from being going and doing things that you know are guaranteed going to be open to then well, there might be there might not be so yeah that's it but we'll see it, it'll be what it'll be and i'm sure we'll uh we'll enjoy it no matter what so but it's it's interesting to to hear that they've relaxed about the beaches though because obviously that's one of the things that has obviously made me and Anna want to live down there is that no matter where you are you never seem to be half an hour or 40 minutes away from a beach you know in terms of That'd be that be like walking you know or driving or whatever and that to me is just for living up in sort of yorkshire the closest beach is scarborough you know it's <laughs> it's, it's it's not it's not comparable do you know what i mean it's nowhere near and just having those beaches on your doorstep that's that's what makes living down there sort of you know that's that's the that's the that's a dream isn't it you know in terms of just being able to go for a, a walk on the beach on, on an evening or you know on your day off and
1: it's and wonderful a, a it really is
0: yeah, so it's it's good that they've kind of relaxed that a little bit to to allow that because I know there's been reports of other beaches across the UK where people have still you know travelled to the seaside on you know bank holiday weekends and still got in groups and what have I you and it's just you know yes everyone's missing it yeah. it's not just it's not just you so it's you know to, they're allowing it for sort of people in your household that's good at least but
1: I just think you know, um, just... the the longer people do continue to travel further than they need to, to go to the beaches, the longer all of this will then go on. So nobody's mm. doing themselves any favours, but I think that was part of the reason maybe why they did relax things uh, about going to the beach around here, just because as you mentioned a moment ago, predominantly everywhere you go is it's 10 minutes and you're at the beach. So um, it's it's kind of hard not to go to the beach, really just, it's just a natural thing to do. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it. Isn't it? And and like you say, the, the longer, or the more sort of willing people are to adhere to the rules, you know, the, the shorter this will go on for, yeah. you know, because the, the more people disobey that and just do things what they want and it's just going to go on for longer and it's just going to ultimately harm themselves, you know, because they might end up, you know, catching it or some of the know might catch it from spreading it and it's just... It's like yesterday and I went, went shopping while I were at work and then she said there were a woman in the queue that said, I don't know why we're doing this bloody lockdown and it's like... <laughs> really it's like you I've said this, yeah it's like it, it, do you find this normal you just think this is okay but it's like I, I said from the start it's almost like we're fighting coronavirus but also fighting a lot of people's stupidity yeah. as well it's and it's like you don't want to you don't want to say but it's like how can you be that stupid you know in terms of you know yes it's not as severe as other sort of flus that have been and blah 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 but it's like well no but it's not yet but we've not had the worst of it yet do you know what I mean that's the problem so it's like that's it, yeah. we are still we are still you know fighting it and waiting for it to to hit us as hard as it is but yeah it's, hopefully people will obey that and, and I think there was a there was a big thing that I saw from you guys in particular obviously because down in Cornwall your sort of your healthcare infrastructure is not as you know it's tragic as, well yeah I mean I mean I can only really name Truro Hospital that's sort of a big hospital outside of that I don't know if there actually is one or not that's it I certainly yeah is that it right there you go then (laughs) so so yeah so in terms of stopping people flood down there you would quite easily get sort of swamped and you know snowed under with people if it were to spread down there if you had all the tourists as well so I do get where they where they came from with a lockdown because it is selfish to expect you know the NHS have to do that, but then for residents and local people not to get the priority when they live down there as well, it's it's not fair. So no, not too. I do get it. Yeah, no, I, I do get that. But uh, but hopefully it'll be we'll be out of this lockdown soon, and yes. the doors will reopen. So tomorrow, um, yeah, tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, it's all done. Yeah, it's all finished. So we'll <laughs> open tomorrow. Yeah, I t- if it did, we'd be. Bloody driving, but actually, it was tomorrow that was supposed to be the date for the wedding. So, I it was, yeah. So I think I'd be like, right, we're off. I don't care how long it takes <laughs> us to get there. We're off and just just do it there, and then just because it's it's set to be another nice day tomorrow. I think as well, isn't it? So, it's the one thing that we we couldn't plan for is the weather, yeah. and everything else was sorted. And it seems to be that it was going to be a nice day as well. But such is life. Well, if it such is life, if
1: it but... helps, tomorrow is actually. Forecasted to be the first day of rain we've had for a couple of weeks. So, oh really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh well, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, not to not to sort of wish it ill against you or anybody that that lives down there. But hopefully that'll that'll be thanks.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, a bad day. So, but we'll uh, we'll see we'll see. But how was kind of obviously I know you've kind of taken a back step with with running of the shop. Have you just been sort of? keeping out of the way just walking the dog just staying in then no that's
1: it really just trying to keep um keep going out as minimal as possible um Mm. doing a bit of online work for the shop but just Mm. just dealing with with people sending messages on on instagram and facebook and stuff so nothing really that i would properly actually consider as work but um Yeah, yeah yeah just just really been doing a lot of gaming an awful lot of drinking um, if there's one thing that's come out this, is that I think I can drink a lot more than I realised.
0: Yeah, yeah, and spend a lot more money than you actually oh, yeah. should or realise as yeah. well. So.
1: <laughs> I don't want to look at my bank.
0: Yeah, account. no, no, that's the thing in it. And I think, which I said last week when I was speaking to Dave, is that with not spending money on fuel and food whilst I'm going to work that money is just obviously money that I'm saving and then it's then oh well now I've got that bit of extra money I could I could spend a bit more on beer but then like you say with you forgetting what days of the week it is you find yourself you know I did another podcast last night and I had two beers I'm having a beer tonight and I'm normally now I wouldn't drink through a week and it's like well tomorrow would have been wedding so I'm gonna have a beer for tomorrow night because it would have been the wedding then Friday is my kind of oh well it's Friday so it's weekend so I'll drink so pretty much this week I've I've had a drink every day this week so it's just (laughs) <laughs> and I'm trying to get out for my one walk a day to obviously try and counteract it and balance it out, but I, I don't think a, a walk burns off enough calories to justify having having a beer or two beers a day. So. No, this is but, it. I've
1: got a, um, yes. a Strava app, so whenever we go and walk the dog, I always like to, just, just to clock it, I'm just, just always interested to see how far we've been, but it's mm. ever so funny, because whenever I finish the route, it tells you how many calories you've burnt, and even, even yeah. going on... A four and a half mile walk, the calorie burnout was zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was. I think it was
0: to be more than that at least. But but yeah, it's. I, just, I mean, it's probably a good job that they don't print calories on the back of the yeah. cans of of beer because I mean, I mean, for a good sort of New England, you're probably looking at what four five hundred if you're looking at a four forty mil, something like that. I imagine easily easily. So so I mean I mean we've done a. I think the other day we did about a six six kilometers but i did some running in between and mm. then that i think that was about 520 calories so it's like well that's probably a beer yeah. at, at, at best <laughs> you know disregarding any food or anything or snacks i've had <laughs> through the day so but yeah it's uh it's 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 a hard job it's you know it's it's a it's a dirty job but somebody's got to do it um but that kind of takes us nicely into what we have been drinking um and drinking in abundance. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously we'll 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 limit to to 3 each as I has done as I have done on on previous occasions. Sure. So in terms of your first beer or pilsner, shall we say as it is, what have you uh, what have you been drinking?
1: Yeah, so this one um is from Left-Handed Giant in Bristol. Um West Coast Pils. Just a 5% uh pilsner. Uh they've done it with um West Coast hops just to give it that kind of bitter twang. And it's ironic, really, for me, drink-wise, because I don't normally like West Coast IPAs, and I hardly ever go near Pilsner. So hmm. this was a strange combo, but I was really intrigued by it. Um, and we've been selling it in a shop, so I grabbed a can. And honestly, it's it's just been an absolute delight to drink. Just um, yeah. It's just really nice when, you know... For me, my go-to is always like dippers or tippers, but I always like to dabble in everything. And it's just really lovely to then drink something you were expecting that you absolutely were not going to enjoy. And then actually it turns out to be mm. one of your favourites that you've had for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it in terms of from from craft beer, I find is that for me, I pick up beers without really looking into sort of the reviews or what people have said about them. Yeah. So for me, it's always a bit of a, Surprise if i find something that i enjoy that i didn't think i would because i always usually pick it up on its own merit
1: and right. like you
0: say I, I i usually try and pick things up that i wouldn't normally go for like i had um which will come on to i had a, a brown ale which i enjoyed but i'll touch on it more in a, in a bit when we come to what i've been drinking but for me i'm the opposite for what you because so like west coast ipas i really like oh, okay. so I'd, I'd probably say that i they they probably edge it more for me than a new england oh wow okay so but then again, I'm the same in terms of pilsners and lagers. I tend not to drink them because, for me, I find that lagers and pilsners are just much of the same, which I know you could say for a New England or something, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, if, you, if you've if you had one, you've had them all. <laughs> but but for me, I drink craft beer because it's different from drinking lager. So it's like, yeah. well, that's why I don't drink it, you know what I mean? But it's nice to see that, because I have seen it, and I've I've thought, how can you, you know, I I wonder what sort of a pilsner will be with West Coast hops. So it's, it's interesting to hear that, for somebody who doesn't like a, the style that it should be for a beer and necessarily a pilsner, that it actually works. Yeah, it really does. Actually, it really does. You know, and especially at this time of year as well, I imagine for something a bit lighter and a bit easier to drink in, in the sun, it's probably a, much better than drinking something a bit heavier. That was exactly
1: it. It was because of the weather that intrigued me about wanting to get it. And I'm so glad I did because mm. it went down absolutely lovely outside.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and last night of giant, I've, there's something that I don't really get much from. In all honesty, I mean, I, I don't tend to see much of them up here, oh,
1: okay.
0: um, which I know is probably not much of an excuse when you can order from the likes of Premier Hop, etc. But, mm. you yeah. know, in, in terms of Rainfield and Leeds, he, he does get it in, but it's not somebody who I see a lot of. But in terms of the beers that I have had, they have always been spot on. So it's it's good to see that the the experiments worked on that one, certainly so. And I say say they're local to you, but Bristol's not really local to you, is it really? Because it's a good two and a half hours away, isn't it? Two and a half, three hours away. So it's not really local, is it? It's funny
1: you say that, because it it is exactly that time to get there. However, everybody down here does consider it local. (laughs)
0: Mm, Yeah. Well, it's always the... We always... Because it is halfway between us and you. So when we get to Bristol, it's kind of a halfway market. So it's like we know we're almost there. So it's like... (laughs) it's probably the same distance from you as it is us. <laughs> you, you, you think that's crazy, yeah, isn't it? it's mad. You know, because that's like, it's that saying it's local to us, and it's like,
1: no, it's not. It's, it's really, really not. not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's, and people from up here just say, oh, it's all down south, and it's like, nah, again, it's, it's not, is it? It's really not down south. <laughs> um, but moving on to your, um, to your next one, you were saying, obviously, sort of like, stronger beers are your, more your sort of jam. So this kind of leads nicely into, into the next one you've been drinking anyway.
1: Yeah. Um... As you say, for me, Dipper Territory, Tipper Territory, just, it's just it is exactly as you said, it's my jam. Um, but this one, again, it was totally on a whim. It's a brewery called Stam. Uh, mm. They're based in Moscow, Russia. Uh, never heard of the brewery before. Didn't know anything about them at all. Um, I was just doing a bit of online browsing on a web shop that's actually in the Netherlands, and I saw a couple of their mm. beers on there. Um quickly had a look on Untapped, just to have a look at it. And then I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but um, just the colour of it was just juice. It was just this bright yellow-orange colour. And yeah. um, the beer itself is called Warp Effect. It's a New England dipper, uh, coming in at 8%. Uh, it's mm. got to be one of the juiciest beers I've drank for a long time. Just totally blew me away, um, yeah. especially for that style. And I've got another one of their other beers chilling in the fridge right now. I think I'm going to treat myself to that one tonight. Yeah. And is this the, did you just post this on your Instagram yesterday? Am
0: yeah, I right That's right. That. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Because I remember seeing that. So I remember seeing the can and the beer and thinking, gee, you know, like you say, it is just juice. <laughs> you know, it is just bright, yellowy, orange. Yeah. And looked at the can. And I mean, for me, as somebody who was attracted to can art, that would have had me, do you know what I mean? That had been my in. But it's interesting because you don't really see, apart from like stouts and things like that, you don't see sort of, big juicy New England IP is coming out of sort of Russia or that sort of area. So it's interesting that that, that, that is as good as what, what you're saying it is as well. Certainly,
1: It's funny that you say that because that's one of the first things I thought was, it probably sounds really bad, but I just don't think of that style of craft beer coming out of Russia. I just I yeah. just imagine, you know, like, like Pilsners and, and Lagers and such, or really, mm. you know, super imperial stouts. So yeah. it was quite exciting just wondering what it was actually going to be like, just from cracking the can open, uh, and the, the hmm. cans themselves as well. They're pint sizes, so drinking eight percent in a pint can oh, is wow. pretty something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a decent drink. Yeah. Is drinking that that strength as well, and in, and in terms of obviously like the cost of it, sort of like converting it from obviously you said it's did you say it was a Danish web shop or Denmark? Did you say that's it? right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It so says it was converting it from there to pounds, and what did that work out at for that? Uh,
1: about eight pounds.
0: Right, okay. Which I suppose, if you consider getting it from there to here, that's you know you could quite easily spend eight pound on a on a a New England dipper from from the UK, couldn't you? That's so. it.
1: Yeah, I always not always try and justify my spending, but I just thought, sort of, eh, why not? I'm at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is it, isn't it? You can you can treat yourself. Why <laughs> not? So, but yeah, but I suppose when you sort of t- like tax shipping, you know, international shipping that sort of thing, eight pound, you know, is is not. It's not bad, really, especially for that strength of it as well. So, And for something that you've really enjoyed as well, that's that's the thing. You kind of justify the cost with how much you've enjoyed it at the end of it, don't you, really? So if it had been £8 and you hated it, then oh, it, would obviously it wouldn't have been great value, would it? Yeah, exactly. It would had... And how long did it roughly take to, to arrive then? Did it come quite efficiently? Or uh,
1: So I ordered on the Friday and the beers came on the Tuesday. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really quick.
0: Yeah. So considering everything that's going on in the world as well, that's incredible. Exactly.
1: I mean, I was expecting, even if it was a week for delivery, it would have been absolutely fine. I mean, and the Mm. delivery cost was no more expensive than getting beers delivered within uh, England. So it was fine. Mm. Um, But yeah, no, great Mm. service. They kept in touch, letting me know where it was each time it changed. Um, Yeah, I just wish I could remember what the shop was called.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. You'll say if, if you knew where it was, I was gonna I'd say I'd probably have a look myself, but then never mind, you know. <laughs> but if, you, if you find it, let me know.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to find so, it. I just I just can't remember its name now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. And your last one is of a similar nature, by the looks of things, is that right? It is, yeah.
1: So actually this one I bought on the same website. Uh, so Drecker mm. Brewing, they're based in America. Um, yeah. the particular beer itself was called Doomsday Device, uh eight point three percent dipper and they use the mosaic hop only. Um, mm. So I'm always really interested in single hop beers just to see what a brewery can produce with one hop. Mm. Um, mosaic, I find, for people can be hit or miss. Uh, some people mm. think it smells really bad. I won't say what they reference the smell to, um, <laughs> but it's not particularly pleasant. But I've never never felt that the smell or the taste of it is bad. It's, it's probably one of my favourite hops um and again the color of it always with mosaic the pour of it is just a bright orange bright yellow um Mm. i think probably of the three beers i've mentioned that will be my top my number one beer that i've had lately yeah
0: and like you said there for me mosaic is one of my favorite hops you know because the smell of it for me is incredible you know if you've ever had a bag of Citra hops, or smell it fresh, you know, from pellets or anything. God, the smell of that is incredible. Yep. You know, it's yep. just I could I could literally have that as like an air freshener or my fragrance for my house or something. Just it's just incredible, and the taste you get from mosaic as well. Like you say, the kind of the, the taste, the flavor, and the the finish in terms of the color and the texture is just phenomenal. So to actually get a a dipper of that strength with a single hop as well, that's I don't think I've really seen anything really of that sort of. Category that's a single hop of Mosaic in particular. You know, you'd get your, you'd get your Citra single hop yeah. that we've seen, but for Mosaic certainly, I don't think I've seen anyone hop um, a dip with Mosaic on its own.
1: No, it's funny you say that because I'm just trying to think of anything now. But for me, I can only think of of Citra as a single hop mm. process in the cans. So obviously, you've got fruit site like, Exhibition by Verdant, um, which yeah. again is an absolute stunning beer. But I can't think of any other hops which are single hop series at the moment.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, so it is. A, and funny, because I've never heard of Drecker, but for me, I, I, I knew it probably wasn't Cornish, but to me, that could <laughs> quite easily be a Cornish beer. It could have, really, it really could have.
1: Yeah. I've been saying it out loud just to make sure I don't say directly, because I really did like that yeah. word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but it's not, not too dissimilar. So. No, very
1: similar indeed. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that they've got that beer from America and then they've got it on the continent. That's quite interesting that they've got that over there. Because, I mean, yeah. for me, I. I mean, I don't go out seeking it, so I can't really complain about it. But for me, I don't tend to see a lot of American beers in the UK. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I know there are just, shops that. Just like trading and such.
0: To... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that, that's the thing. And, you know, I see people on Instagram doing trades for American things like that. And there are the occasional shops that, that do get hold of it. But I don't see a lot of people sort of get it in and stock it in and in a sort of decent quantity, which I'm guessing is a the cost and obviously the, the time scales involved to actually get the hands on it. But That's it. I'm surprised that they've got it over there, but we don't tend to see it over here as much. So but I'm guessing that'll kind of slow down a little bit in terms of what we see from other countries and certainly from America for a short while because I imagine we'll see sort of dribs and drabs of it, but not as much as we as we once did sort of six months ago or so with the uh, with the lockdown, which is a which is a shame really. And certainly from my perspective with hop city that should have been oh, last yeah, week, of you know that that for me is kind of my gateway for a lot of us juice yeah, or yeah. sort of american breweries because I, I like i said i don't go seeking out the american stuff just from a cost point of view more than anything yeah of you know and, and trades that sort of thing it's just a lot of effort for me so going to festivals and, and trying them there that's that's kind of my gateway so to, to not get my hands on i mean in in hop city that i was hoping to do last weekend is a bit, a bit disappointing but hopefully um the festival's later in the year they're still going ahead um oh, you know okay. because you know because obviously there's dark and wild that northern won't do oh, yeah, um, of course, yeah which that's sort of october november time which for me i'd go more for the sours than the stouts but then there's um there's leeds international beer festival which is in september okay. um, which i'm hoping that that goes ahead as well so hopefully Fingers crossed, we'll see some uh, see some American juice um, over there. So, I feel like my beers are a lot more uh, boring than yours. Now yours are very, <laughs> especially those last two, a lot a lot more exotic than like, exotic than mine. So, um, what well, are your I'll three start beers? With, <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll start with mine, uh, which I had or oh, two had last night, and one that I'm drinking now. Um, so the first one I had last night uh, was OG Hazy um by oh, Blue yeah. Dog. Okay. Um so one of the new ones that we've seen come into Morrison's, which I didn't realise until I tried it, which I probably should have guessed, but is a, a reskin of Hazy Jane. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um but rather than being in the bottles um and the small cans, it's now in the, the four forty mil cans. Oh, um, tall boys. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's in the tall boys now. So it's it's still the same strength as far as my seven point two percent um and three pound a can. And for me that's a an absolute bargain of a beer for for that cost, you know, oh, to the strength of it, is at seven point two, on the actual quality of the beer as well, because you know, it's you know, there's you know, I get the hate of Brewdog, and I, and I get it, but for me, for if it's a nice beer, I'll I'll still buy, it, you know, and, and certainly from I agree from your you know from your perspective, you kind of see it. It's as in sort of a in more retrospect, really, you know, being directly involved, in sort of the running and day to day of a of an independent bottle shop. But for me, you know, for as much as I buy it from the supermarket, I'll easily go spend. The same and more at a shop as well. And certainly, if when we come down, whenever it might be, you know, you guys are my port of call for if I need some, you know, some beers to buy from a bottle shop, mm-hmm. you'll be the port of call, as well as, you know, some other fridge fillers, which is what I'd consider this as. And, you know, and I think everyone is, you know, the majority of people are the same in terms of they've got fridge fillers, but I'm guessing everyone's got a different sort of definition of as to what a, a fridge filler might be. But for <laughs> me, that's, you know, that, that's a great one because it's, you know, it's, um, a hazy New England IPA. Um, you know, you get that sort of colour um and haze through it, you know, you can't see a thing through it, but it's it's a lot lighter. Um, it's not as juicy, it's not as thick as, you know, as like a, uh, okay, a Verdon okay. or a day or that sort of thing. So yeah. it's a bit easier to drink, you know, so it's it's not as heavy, so you get the flavour but not the body, which again, whether that makes it a true New England IPA, then you know, you can debatable. have that debate. But yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> but when you get in the the taste and you know the the appearance when I say the texture and for me it's I, I couldn't sit and drink a lot of, you know sort of juicy beers in a night, you know I'd I'd need something to break it up because they just get too heavy after a while and and for me you know you kind of stop losing the individual flavor profiles for each one they kind yeah, of all yeah. blend into one so it's easily done um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and obviously by that time when you've had a few that are seven eight percent you kind of forget who you are <laughs> and where you are anyway so. um so yeah, so I mean that that for me is a is is a is a banger for for what you for three pound certainly um, well, you know because you quite easily pay a lot more for that beer.
1: Well, that's the thing. Um, as you mentioned, like fridge fillers, I think you and I are on the similar path, because as as well as the OG Hazel, I can't, I can't remember the last time I had it, but for me a fridge filler again it would be probably Tesco's like Love and Hate. I think it's an absolutely mm. great beer for what it is. Again, three pounds absolute bargain. It just yeah, I appreciate you can get other beers from you know big boy breweries for around the same price but these beers are more easily accessible and i don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with getting a beer from a supermarket really that's what they're there for at the end of the day so well
0: well yeah that's it and and obviously you, you you know being in the you know the part of the country that you're in you know certain places in the uk will struggle to get decent beer you know because they're not going to have the benefit of having a bottle shop you know within a a reasonable distance so supermarkets serve a purpose great because then yes they get their hands on the beer but then that in turn potentially makes them look at slightly traveling further afield or ordering direct from the source or ordering line from premier hop etc or you know from a a bottle shop that does a delivery service Mm -hmm. so for me it, it does open open the doors for a lot of people that wouldn't otherwise have access to you know, to, to be a buyer by a bottle shop, really.
1: That's it. I mean, especially down here, Um, now in Cornwall, where I am in Truro um and in St Ives, that's it. Those are the only two bottle shops in the whole of the county. Um yeah. So if you want to have a good beer that's not from a supermarket, you have to come to us or them. So yeah. I can understand, you know, coming from someone that works in the beer scene, I can understand people going to supermarkets because sometimes it's not as easy to get to Truro or to get to St Ives just to get a few beers. So I can see positives, I can see negatives, but for the for the mm. most part, I I don't see anything wrong with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And, and I was just about to say, beyond the two that I know of, including your shop, I, I couldn't name another bottle shop down there. And obviously, when I found you guys last year, that was, you know, because the other one was the only one I found out. So when I found you guys as well, then it's like, oh, there is actually another one, so... <laughs> You know, to to have two in an entire county, you know, compared to us, that's probably got about twenty yeah. in an entire county. You know, it's it's a lot different, you know. And we've got and we've got a lot of breweries in our doorstep around around here, whereas you've obviously got your sort of like your four, or five sort of bigger ones that 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 you know of that are yeah. putting the stuff out that that we enjoy. You know, it's you're fairly limited in in terms of where you are. So, but yeah, like you say, it's again, it's a conversation that you could have for for days and weeks and months, and you'd never come to a a final decision, would you say? Absolutely not. But yeah, it's, um, but for me, you know, picking that up is, is great. So being able to pick that up while I'm doing my shopping in, in Morrison's and potentially Tesco, you know, because there's new beers coming out from, from Tesco this week. So whether they're right, yeah. there as well, it's, um, we'll have to wait and see. Um But the other beer that I had last night as well um, was Here Be Dragons by Brass Castle. Okay. Um, so that was the US brown ale that I just touched upon not long since. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And this was one of the four that I got as part of the craft beer hour that was a couple of weeks back. Oh, okay. Um, going to ask. As the, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was in there. So it came with the stout, um, this brown ale, um, a golden ale, and then, a, another one, which I can't remember now, but then with a glass as well. Um, but oh, this nice. was kind of the, the stout I instantly knew that wasn't going to be my thing. So I'd, I, I kind of gave that to my brother when I took him some beers over before the lockdown. Um, And then this was the other one that I was kind of a bit, "Mm, it's a brown ale, am I going to enjoy it? (laughs) Um, But I actually surprisingly enjoyed it a lot more than I would, than I thought that I would anyway. Um, It was a lot more traditional as you'd expect from being a brown ale. Mm. Um, But for me, sort of a brown ale or a real ale, I get that sort of thing of going going to be flat and warm and yep. not have much taste, you know what I mean? But lovely. Yeah, and it was more yeah, yeah, that's you know, just what you want in, in the sort of the climate that we're in, you know, in the in the middle of you know, a red hot Easter. Um but surprisingly it was obviously more traditional in terms of its appearance it was, you know, sort of more obviously brown, including the title. But <laughs> the malt bill was there, but then it had a nice hoppiness at the end of it which rounded it off, which I thought gave it a little bit of a oh, right. a different twang to it. Because obviously with ease Generally speaking, styles of beer. Traditionally, you don't get a lot of hop flavor from mm-hmm. it. You know, as in terms of obviously from what we're used to, you don't get anywhere near as much. It's kind of just to round off the, the edge of it a little bit. But you kind of got a bit of hoppiness towards the end, which was was quite nice actually. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see with it being a brown ale, if you actually had it on cask, what that did to it mm. in terms of what difference it made in terms of being than being in a cannon a bit more carbonated than potentially being on 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 cask but certainly i'd be interested to see what it was and not as horrendous as i thought it would be which is not any disrespect to it that's actually a, a positive but i know that doesn't sound <laughs> like a a great a great way to describe it it was nice than i thought it would do but uh, yeah but honestly it was actually genuinely quite nice so i actually enjoyed that one um and the last bit that I'm drinking tonight, um, which is the last bit that we'll mention, is the one that I mentioned on the second episode of the podcast. Um, okay. It's by the guys at the Bread Brood Project, oh, yeah. who sent a message out to me to, to say the word that I wanted to send um, the, a can over, which actually landed Tuesday, um, which was really bizarre because certainly sent me a message on Tuesday, says the beer landed yet? And I was like, no, but I'm guessing it's held up over the bank held the weekend, blah, blah, blah. Then it actually turned up like an hour after they sent me a message, which was really, really bizarre. <laughs> um, Weird. But yeah, it was like they'd almost predicted it, or like watching the like the postman <laughs> on his way. So um but yeah, but that turned up this week. Um the baker's pale ale, um, which as I mentioned before, it's it's brewed with um surplus bread that would otherwise go to landfill and, and wastage um, from supermarkets and shops. Um so that kind of is built in with the sort of the, the malt profile of the beer. Um and that sent like a, a nice little sort of card which I'll post with a picture of the beer on Instagram when I, when I post the picture. Um, just to kind of explain it a bit more and there's actually when you work it out there's actually a slice of bread per can um, which is the equivalent of um, in the 330 mil can that they've sent up which is quite good really which oh, wow. I said last time is what, what they're trying to do and what they are doing is, is great in terms of you know supporting communities and families that are a lot less privileged than what you know we certainly are in terms of spending a lot of <laughs> a lot of money what you'd say unnecessarily on beer you know when when sort of there's You know, and uh kind of trying to tackle sort of like, you know, child food poverty in in schools and that. So but this again, it's um inevitably with with kind of the the brewing methods and style with the surplus, but it's more traditional in terms of its taste and its appearance. You know, it's Mm -hmm. when I when I poured it it's it's sort of a more ambery colour, but absolutely crystal clear. Um, you know, I've taken a picture of it in front of the window so the lights coming through it and it is absolutely crystal clear.
1: Oh okay. Um
0: so it's it's fantastic, whatever they're doing to brew it. But yeah, it's a bit more traditional, more malty, bit bit dry, a bit bitter. Okay. Um. So it's not sort of your standard IPA as such, but certainly nicer than your sort of average traditional pale ale that you'd get in a sort of a brown bottle that's not mm. got a lot of flavour to it. So, you know, <laughs> without favorites. sort of... Yeah, yeah, without naming and shaming, but but yeah, but that certainly, you know, that certainly again is is a beer that I'd happily pick up, or if I saw it, um, you know, on on keg somewhere, I'd certainly have it again. So, you know, supporting what what those guys are doing is is great, and sort of hats off to them again, um, and thanks for sending that over to to me. I appreciate it. So, um, so yeah, I'll post that in in due course, and um, hopefully spread the the word and and keep them afloat whilst um whilst the world keeps falling apart around us so uh, so that's uh that's what i've been drinking um but we'll we'll leave that section there for now um and we'll move on to the next section which we haven't got any news this week um as such no. because i'm kind of i'm putting a i'm putting an end to the supermarket news talk because <laughs> i've done two weeks of that now so that's that's it but um we're going to talk um a bit more about cornwall the breweries down there in terms of Sort of the the brewers that are coming up, and we'll uh, we'll come back after the after a short break, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay. So welcome back. A short break, refreshed, ready for the next part of the podcast. As um, yes. like I said, uh, we don't necessarily have any news to discuss this week. So, being that A James is from Cornwall, and B that I love Cornwall and all things. Cornish. I thought it'd be good to kind of discuss sort of the breweries that are down in that area um, for people who maybe don't necessarily know much about Cornwall. Um, the breweries that are down there, uh, because most people will know that we obviously got the likes of Verdant, who are probably the the biggest, the biggest name in in sort of our sort of scene and world um, beyond your sort of like Easton Austell, sharp yeah. sort of thing. So, um but obviously there's a lot more going on down there in terms of the brewing world um oh yeah definitely and, and there's a sort of a lot of hidden gems and smaller smaller people out there so i mean for me the more pertinent one is johnny uh, pipeline um yes. because having met him at um, arundel and then obviously again
1: oh, of course yeah
0: meet up with him and go see him whilst we were down there he's kind of my next part of call not only because of that but more so the actual beers that he's putting out recently um you know and there's there's two of his beers that are in my uh my the last part of my giveaway the the synapse supernova oh, what what what, what he's yeah what he's putting out there is on par easily with any of the the big boys out there so Excellent. you know you know and i said that you've Obviously you know him quite well from obviously having his, his beers in the shop and you've been over to see his setup and yeah. what he's what he's putting out with what he's got is incredible, isn't it? You know, in terms of compared to what other other sort of breweries have got out there.
1: Oh absolutely. The man's a wizard. I mean, to be essentially a one man band and as you said, pushing out beers that all the well known breweries are doing just as well, um, it's phenomenal. Um it's lovely to be able to stock his beer. And every time he does brew something new, we always get it straight away. And it's it's nice to have that relationship with a brewery, Um, Mm. you know, to be able to put the face to the name. Um, But yeah, Pipeline, fantastic beers. And it just seems to be, especially on Instagram at the moment, his beers seem to be popping up left, right and centre everywhere. Um, And everybody's really lapping it up, um, which which is great.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. And I know he's got into... Premier Hop recently, which for yes. him must be a, a massive achievement, really, in terms of getting his beers out to because they're based in Leeds. So even then, just because again, we don't really see it up here from you know for obvious reasons due to sort of the sure. distance, really. But you know, to get his beers nationwide and further afield for him is just a massive win. And I know I think Will kind of does a you know, like you do as well a job in trying to push it out and get the name yeah. out there. You know, with with him, you know, going to Arundel with Will as well. You know, so. Mm-hmm. It's great, you know, especially like you say when he's a, a one-man band and he does everything. You know, he, he does sort of manages his own, you know, Instagram account and the brewing, the brewing. Sorry, so he, you're actually speaking to him and not anybody else. That's you it. know, so for so him to do him to do all that and manage that is is sort of a testament to to what he's what he's achieving, really. Yep. Um, and you know, and like I say we were we were due to head over there. Um, whilst we were down there, is he is he Saint Agnes? Is that right?
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it just in his, his garage in effect then that is his setup is then or uh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, considering that his his brewery is his garage, you know, compared to Verden Et al. You know, they've got big, you know, brew houses and massive equipment, you know, it's it's incredible what he's, you know, putting out and, you know, as a result, there's not a lot of it, you know, and it's not a surprise that it does sell as quick as it does because, you know, there's there's not as much of it. But I think that's kind of this uh, a bonus to it, you know, because it is, you know, a limited run. But people, you know, have always been in high demand, you know, because if you put lot out there, it might not be in as much demand. People getting their hands on it, but it keeps people interested. That if they've missed one, then they're gonna instantly want to see what is got next, you know, in terms of what is mm-hmm. brewing next. So it's it's good that is, you know, he's got out there. And like you said, I think I've seen quite a few this week of the Half Life one with the, uh, oh, yeah, with, yeah. you know, the the Chernobyl label on there, which I. Yeah. <laughs> Missed out on, um, but you know it's <laughs> you oh, know it's what's you? going on over there as well. Yeah, I, I didn't get that one. Like I said, I got the sign up supernova, and then ones that I think I can't remember the other one that I got. Can't remember what it is now. But yeah, but um, but yeah, but those uh, were were fantastic. You know, the, the sign up supernova to have that in um in in my giveaway is fantastic. So again, to kind of spread the word for what is for what he's doing out there. Um, so kind of the other one for me that I another brew that i kind of look towards or two really i suppose mm-hmm. um black flag and one that i haven't put on the list on there is firebrand um okay. which yep. i know firebrand have just gone through their rebranding haven't they they've kind of just right. completely refreshed and overhauled their um, their appearance um but i think black flag um they've just opened their oh, not just but in sort of the last 12 16 months opened their new tap room in perrenporth haven't because last time we were yes. down it didn't It wasn't open, um, so we just missed out on that. But I think, haven't they switched from cans to bottles as well, or the other way around? That's right, yeah.
1: That's it, yeah. So at their tap room, um, they've got their own bottling machine, but not their own canning machine. Right, Um, And it just seemed that they were having oxidisation problems with the cans. So people, you know, Mm. drinking on tap in the brewery, you know, Mm. thinking this is absolutely divine. And then taking away a can that's oxidised is not really a good look for the brewery. So they just wanted to do literally anything they could do to prevent that from happening. And they actually found at the Mm. end of the day, it was just going back to bottles, which is how they originally were. Which is, it's the opposite of what all the other breweries seem to be doing. But I think you have to do what's right for your beer and your product. So if it's in a bottle, it's in a bottle. At the end of the day, everybody pours it into a glass anyway. So,
0: well this is it isn't it you know and then like you say that's 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 where everyone started you know in terms of if you look say what four five years ago bottles probably were the thing and then some you know all of a sudden it just switched to cans which i'm guessing from you know logistics piece in terms of because obviously there's external companies that can can so you don't have to have your own canning machine and that sort of thing Mm. you don't it's not as cost heavy from you know having to have the equipment and that sort of thing so i do understand it and obviously you know, cans are easier to store for people in fridges and stack in shops yeah. and things like that. So I, I do get the sort of the the draw to cans, and obviously they're probably a bit more easier for recycling and that sort of thing. So a bit kinder in terms of the back end as well. Yeah, but like I I say, at the end of the day, they, they've got to they've got to protect their their products at the end of the day, and whether that's in a can or a bottle, you know that that's what they're going to do. And I remember my my very very first pipeline beer, actually thinking about that, the first that
1: probably was in a bottle, of was it?
0: Of yeah, Surf, which I, I got from your shop, actually, oh, yeah? was in a bottle, you know, and then you'd look how it's changed, you know, so it's, you know, you can get good beers like that in bottles, you know, it's not, and I mean, Black Flag aren't necessarily this kind of, the hazy juice bombs out there, are they, you know, they're, you know, they're not as heavily hopped, you know, they're quite flavourful in terms of, I wouldn't say necessarily, unless they've changed recently. Some of them are now. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, because I mean, I know Black Flag, uh, Fang's one of them. Sorry, that I usually tend to lean towards. Oh yeah, the West know, Coast that's, Bale. That's, that's that's more a West Coast yeah. sort of style, but obviously not having been down, I, I didn't. You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of their stuff because again, you don't really get Black Flag outside of Cornwall. So, it you know their their taproom is somewhere that I've meant to, you know, meant to call into, um, or will be calling into when we come down as well. And and Firebrand again, we don't see much of them um but i they're kind of doing a lot of on their online stuff now um in terms of i think they've done like a mixed box of 12 beers for like 24 pound or something yeah, that's right i mean the
1: price um,
0: just, just can't beat it yeah and that's, if you work it out it's like two pounds something for a can yeah. or per can you know so it's a, you know it's incredible value so i have kind of looked at that in terms of my next purchase of beer i think will be one of those um because you know for that mixed case again you're getting, you Know in the 12 cans, you're probably getting, I think, at least what eight or nine different types of beers in there as well.
1: They're really nice beers, too. They really are, mm.
0: yeah. So, I, I know they're, um, you know, I've had a in the past, you know, their west coast things in the sort of the previous generation of the branding. You know, I've had a lot of theirs oh, yeah. from, from whilst I've been down there, so it's they're usually a good, um, a good shout as well. Um, and then really the only other one that I've had on the list, um, from my own knowledge, really is Padstow Brewing Company, yep. um, which padstow for us is kind of the end of usually our holiday because obviously padstow have been a bit further north yeah. we usually we usually do that on the way home uh, so we use it to the end of the holiday okay, then okay. call there and then go home because it is a bit of a because we usually stay down near penzance which for anyone who doesn't know that's kind of like the south more south coast of cornwall yeah. so it's kind of opposite opposite ends really so it's a bit of a, a drive to to justify <laughs> going there so um But again, they seem to have been more traditional, but recently kind of shifted more towards doing more crafty things in cans. Yeah, Um, that's
1: right. So they've always stuck to the pint-sized bottles, and that is exactly as you say. mm. It's always the traditional side. Um, But they've got a few new brewers on site now, and they've been starting to get quite a lot more experimental with the cans. Um, Mm. A lot of their beers that are now in can actually did originate in the form of a bottle beforehand but um right. they do seasonal beers as well so you know they'll they'll brew a beer once the beer is gone it's gone and they just won't brew it again which you know seems to be a style a lot of breweries do now anyway hmm. but um yeah yeah everything that's based in the can is is weird, wonderful, funky, juicy, sour, dark they literally do it all um hmm. and if you're Going to be going to padstow their tasting room is lovely
0: yeah yeah because that's a great thing you know because the the brewery is just outside of padstow the tasting room is actually in padstow itself isn't that's it? that's correct yep so yeah so and and again that's kind of them moving with the times really isn't it you know that they're offering both that traditional side of of beer and then obviously the more sort of yeah, exactly. popular style now that we're seeing so it's kind of it's great to see that they're, they're offering both you know you Know both styles, and because I know they do a lot of mini kegs as well, don't they? The more traditional stuff as yeah, well, so that's it. um, so it's good that they're, they're kind of mixing between the two. Because I'm just looking on my label board behind me now that I've got a padstone one there, a uh, New Zealand versus US IPA from when I was down, one that they've done with um, artwork from Falmouth University. So again, the, I know they're kind of active in and amongst sort of the the Cornish scene, aren't they, as well? So yeah. it's nice to kind of see them. Um, playing into the heritage as, as much as anything from, from around so I mean in terms of that list then James kind of is that kind of the biggest ones out there are there any other ones that are kind of up and coming or is that kind of cover the majority of breweries that are in and around the the, uh, the county
1: uh, certainly the more notable ones the ones we've mentioned mm. um, I know you touched on St Austell earlier and mm. um, they probably are well they are the biggest brewery in Cornwall um, yeah but they, uh, I understand, predominantly they do the traditional beer, but they also mm. have a big section of the brewery itself, which is based on small batch brews. So right, okay. they'll do small runs in three thirty bottles of di- mm. you know different styles of beer. Um, yeah. And again, once they're gone, they're gone, and then they move on to the next one. Um, mm. But one beer that they do do, which I was drinking, just on the first section that we were recording was called Black Square which is a, a right. collaboration with a Russian brewery and it's an imperial 10.5% stout. Um wow. oh, it's incredible they they do it every year. Um it used to be 12% but they've toned it down a little bit. Um right okay. But uh yeah so they they just do all these small batch brews which don't go anywhere in the mainstream so you might find them in a few of the Sinister Wales pubs around Cornwall. But mm. fundamentally, they just go to independent bottle shops, so it's nice to just have a bit of exclusivity um, and have beers that you you, just, you know you wouldn't see in the supermarket or further afield.
0: Yeah, and I do like that really. You know, in terms of I know obviously there's it's kind of from their point of view it's better if they get the beers further afield and you know for. In more people's hands, but I do like the fact that if you want a beer from Cornwall, you kind of have to go to Cornwall. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? I kind of, I kind of like that because then Me that too. brings people in, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of if you can get it anywhere, there's no people to come to you, is there? Do you know what I mean? That's, That's and, I, and I do like that. You know, and you know, I know there's one of um, one of the guys that I talked to that I used to work with. He says, you know, without sort of any disrespect to it, you know, if you have Doombar anywhere else in the country, it's crap. But then if you have Doombar whilst you're in Cornwall it's different you know what i mean and (laughs) that's kind of and i mean do 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 Bad to me is i I wouldn't i wouldn't go near it you know just because it's not my thing but again it's it's nice to have a pint of you know cornish beer in cornwall and then it just adds something to it and it's a draw that you don't really get anywhere else you know in terms of because everywhere else in the in the uk certainly from like a perspective of here Mm -hmm. yorkshire breweries you know northern monk north vocation et al you know they're everywhere you know you don't you, you don't have to come to leeds to, to have it you know and i no, think that's no kind thing. of you know and i think cornwall probably in in certain regards to probably certain areas of scotland as well i probably imagine you know you, they're sort of the two sort of areas that i imagine you'd have to go there to get the beer so but i like to I say I, I do enjoy that and that's what what keeps me going because no matter how many times we've been down and we keep coming down. There's always something different or new, you know, in terms of to try and certain, like say these seasonal beers that these brewers are doing and small batches that you just land on them at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, the, and then you don't have them again. You know, it, it's great because otherwise you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see them. So, you know, I think, you know, I think the, the closest week on St. Hostel that's up here is obviously like you, you your proper For job on that sort yeah. of thing in Tesco. So, which I mean, I'd like proper job by rights, you know, and you know, it's, I, for a sort of a more traditional beer, I actually quite like it, but that's that's the closest thing we see to them around here. So, but like say down there, St Austell pubs are ten a penny, pretty much,
1: aren't they? So. <laughs> it's so it's so <laughs> funny you mention proper job, um, and you say it's available in Tesco's and stuff, which of course it mm. is in 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 the bottles, but you just cannot beat a cask pint of proper job down here mm. as long as it's it's yeah. it's kept well. It's just absolutely phenomenal, and it just blows away anything that's in the bottle um yeah i think they're starting to branch big job into tesco's now as well i don't know if you've seen that but it's a double ipa yeah. version of proper job
0: yeah yeah and it's in this it's in the small i think it's the 330 mil bottles as opposed to the bigger That's ones it, isn't it?
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah and and then again I've, and i've had that a couple of times before and that again that is nice and i mean does they, do they serve that on on cask as well or
1: only only at their brewery itself
0: right okay okay because so i imagine that's quite nice on cask as well so like you said the last time we were down there i had a, a proper job on cask and you know cask isn't something that i normally you know turn to mm. um like we discussed earlier but you know that is a, a beer that's definitely suited to cask yeah. certainly you know 100 percent. so i'd be interested to see you know if we go to st austral in terms of having a having a pint or half pint of sort of big job on cask as well just to kind of compare the two and and enjoy that and it's sort of style that it should be served in that'll be that'll be interesting um so i think that's kind of really a you know for what's considered kind of a an isolated part of the country uk by a lot of people certainly further north i think there's a lot going on in terms of brewing down there isn't there in terms of you know what's been certainly put out and what's available whilst whilst you're in the area
1: i mean for the size of the county yeah there's 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 so many breweries down here i mean the majority of them probably are traditional which is fine it's just Mm. obviously it's it's not my bag i'm more crafty um as Mm. you know as you seem to be from what you've said but um yeah there's just just small breweries micro breweries popping up here there and everywhere whether whether it Mm. is craft or traditional but there's a lot going on in the county especially for its size um
0: yeah well and you've got obviously your other bits and bobs as in like distilleries with, like tarquins and things aren't you as well oh, yeah, you know yeah. and obviously there's you know there's heales for for cider as well so in terms of uh, an alcohol producer so <laughs> with the 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 counties you know got a lot going on hasn't it from, oh, yes. <laughs> from every sort of every sort of angle really so i mean anna's um, sister actually just sent um she bought a bottle of uh, Tarquin's for Anna, and it turned up today because that's one of her favourite okay. gins. So she was she was made up with that because we we missed out last year. We we're going to do a, a tour of the distillery, but we missed out. Oh, so That's definitely on the That's definitely on the hit list for uh, for when we're back. Oh, it's worth doing. <laughs> mm. so so yeah so i said I mean I, I gin's not my thing so I've said obviously I'll pay in but obviously if you get any samples or oh I said you, you just have them so you, you can just drink whatever you want and I'll and I'll drive on that occasion so She'll be I imagine she might be a bit worse for wear afterwards <laughs> so yeah but I think it's you know I think it's only fair given the amount of time she's had to drive when I've been drinking so I think it's uh, it's only fair so but yeah but considering what's going on down there it's that there's there's more than the meets the eye shall we say certainly, certainly. oh totally absolutely yeah so yeah, so we'll um, we'll wind that up there, and we'll we'll kind of move on to what you touched on earlier. Really, in terms, of, obviously, you kind of staying indoors and and drinking beer and staying out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've been playing, which we'll kind of focus more on what you've been playing than me, because I've still been kind of troping through the original Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> which I actually got really annoyed with today because I forgot to save it and I died. Oh I I no! Two hours yeah
1: <laughs> I two about two hours. Hours.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like oh yeah so i almost stopped playing it I'm like right i'm not doing it anymore but <laughs> i think i would have cried th- th- yeah i um you know uh, and i mean i've kind of been touching it and leaving it a little bit whilst i've been at work so right. i've kind of have had it on in the back because i'm playing it on the switch so i've kind of been able to kind of have it on in the background and then just do a little bit and then leave it and then do a little bit and leave it so I've, i have caught up and gone past where i was before uh, now, okay. so. and th- and thankfully on the switch version there's like an inbuilt cheat where you can play it on the three times the speed so you can kind of whiz through cutscenes and you know whilst you're traveling through the world and that sort of thing you what? can have it on three times speed so it's it's much quicker so
1: that's insane i
0: did i must yeah i must admit i've done that and there's also one way you can avoid random battles as well so you can turn that off so whilst you're traveling you can stop random battles popping up so again that does save a lot of time that's and, part of the fun stuff. though ball like so well yeah this is the thing i mean i've I've kind of only resorted to it when i've trying to be right like then when i've been trying to just rush through it to catch mm. up because otherwise you know you're missing out on obviously the leveling your people up you know your characters up and obviously getting more powerful and stronger that sort of thing so it do like you say it does kind of detract from the vast majority of the game by doing it so I've, mm. I've kind of been doing it in sort of sparse quantities where i can um but kind of top of the shop for your list is the um the remake of Final Fantasy oh, yes. VII, which I've kind of staved off of from now, but I, I think we had a brief chat about it on on Instagram, didn't we? When yep. you posted a picture of it. Um, so how many how many hours are you in at the moment?
1: <laughs> uh, I've had it for three days, and I've just yep. before we came on to do the podcast, I've tallied fourteen hours. Right. Okay. So, this... I mean, yeah. trying to to keep it reasonable, but the the PS4 is connected to the main TV. So Mm. I don't want to take up too much time just sat in front of the TV playing a game, you know, while we could be watching TV or watching a film or, well, especially at the moment actually being outside in the sun. So I'm just trying to play it in the evenings mainly, but it just seems Mm. to be each morning since I've had the game, the first thing I want to go and do is just turn it on (laughs) and uh It's it's quite bad when that's the first thing you want to do, really. Um, Mm. Last night I actually had a dream that I was in Final Fantasy, and I thought that was uh, an an indication that I might be playing it a bit too much.
0: (laughs) That you might have a problem, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just, um, on the PlayStation, it was one of my favourite games when the original was released. Mm. Um, You know, just having a multiple disc game franchise was, was crazy, and I've, it's not often that I actually buy a game as soon as it's been released. I tend to wait maybe mm. five or six months because I'm a bit tight when it comes to buying games and I like to see it just go down in price a bit. I'm happy to wait. Yeah. But yeah. this was the first game that I bought for years as, as close as I could to the release date. And yeah. um, I'm so glad I did. I'm just absolutely loving it. It's, it's very different. Mm. Um, you know, it, the storyline fundamentally is the same. But the whole gameplay is just—it's just, just totally different from the original. Yeah, which yeah. is, it's not—not not saying it's a bad thing, but not saying it's a good thing either. I'm, I'm still not sure what to make of it. I mean, I'm mm. loving it, but it's—you um, know—it's just far from the the original.
0: Yeah. And when I first saw it coming, you know, when it was in development, and obviously they're saying the turn-based element's gone. You know, I was kind of like, well, that's me out then. But when you it's look at odd. it. Yeah, it, and when you think about it, it's it will feel odd going back to it if you you know if something that you used to. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it as well, it's such a sort of archaic play style in terms of how games have come on since yes. then, in terms of making it more engaging for newcomers as much as anything. You know, it kind of had to change yeah. in a way. You know, and and it's the same in terms of the actual world and not so much the storyline. Like you say, the storyline is is the same, but then padding it out beyond what it was because you know actually adding dialogue into it and characters that could talk beyond just dialogue boxes you know it's yeah (laughs) you you, you come you know the 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 point to point of the beginning the end are the same but the bit in between is you kind of have to rewrite the whole game really don't you and rebuild those characters to live up to what people had built in their heads for for so many years so you know the, the actual Cheer scale and the amount of work that they've had to do to get to that point is is incredible as well, really, because they've had to, you know, it's not just a, you know, a remaster; it's it's like a complete remake and rebuild, really, isn't it? So,
1: yeah, I think that was the key word, and it's definitely good that they did use the word remake and not, as mm. you just said, they're remastered, because then you know you'd be being missold But mm. um, I also kind of think in today's gaming world, if you did have the gameplay especially in the battles the same as it was in the original I just mm. don't think people would play it I think they would no. just get bored of it you know this, uh, every game just seems to be so fast paced at the moment and I, I yeah, just yeah. think if you had the, the the turnstiles of playing being hit playing being hit then people would just get very easily bored of it unless they had played the original years and years and years ago yeah well that's it
0: and like you say it's more for people who have kind of got that connection with it at that You know, that they're the people that will more be more dubious about the new play style. obviously this is where Final Fantasy has gone to now in general anyway, isn't it? You know, in terms of the more recent ones, they have gone to this more active and free-flowing style of combat, which I briefly sort of flirted with Final Fantasy 15 in terms of played it for a few hours. But I mean, I actually hated the story of it, so I gave up. But I mean, the actual, you know, the actual combat of it and things like that, the more open world element of it was actually quite good. You know, I didn't actually mind that and that didn't mm. detract from it. But they, it was just more the characters in that one were just absolute garbage and I couldn't play it. So um <laughs> but to actually see it and see it work successfully um you know it's great but for me I'm I'm the same as you I'm I'm waiting to to get hold of it because the thing that I still can't get away from is the fact that it's not all there in oh, that, I you know. know it, you know that's the one thing that gets me in is in you know because I've seen that people saying it's you know, thirty, forty hours in terms of just playing this first snippet and it's like, yeah, but if I've put that many hours into that bit, I wanna go straight into the next bit, do you know what I mean? So
1: yep.
0: I'm kinda of holding off, which I might end up holding off for a end of five years or however long until till Square decide they're gonna bring the, <laughs> the second part out of it. But you know, for me I'm I'm in and I'm all in. So I'm 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 holding holding off on that for now. So but it's good to to still see a lot of praise for it and, you know, people who are Familiar with it and kind of loyal to the franchise and that that original game that they're enjoying it and it's kind of hitting the right notes at least anyway.
1: Well, it certainly is for sure. Um, I didn't realize until after I bought it, did a bit of reading about it, that it wasn't the complete game. Mm. Uh, so that was a bit of a shock to me. Um, yeah, quite well,
0: disappointing. It, I don't think Sorry, and I don't think they've actually done a really like really sort of good job of advertising that either. Not know, at in all. Terms of... Absolutely not. You know, cause anyone who doesn't really know games will just pick that up and expect it to be the full thing, because it's not like it says part one on the box or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so it's sure. Yes, and, I, and I'm still unsure in terms of where that leaves you with the remainder of it, in terms of if you buy that initially, does that get you in for the rest of it? Do you have to pay full price again or a discounted price again? Do you know what I mean? I'm still unsure over that bit myself, to be honest with you, because I've not really seen them kind of clarify that anywhere either.
1: No, that was one of my first thoughts after finding out that fact, and then I thought, I don't know if you can remember, but when Grand Theft Auto was released on the PlayStation One, you had to mm-hmm. have that to be able to play GTA London. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you had to, had to put a disc in, and then and then put the other disc in f- to be able to play that game. So I am just wondering, is that going to be the same style as what you have to do with Final Fantasy? Therefore, well, you know, will the next part actually be a bit cheaper than paying full whack for a game? But, um, yeah, they definitely haven't made it very clear at all that this is actually not the complete story. Yeah.
0: And like I say, how long it takes for the next chapter or part of it to come out, given how long it's taken, mm. this part of it to come out. You know, it could be, yeah. you know, years yet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Quite well, easy, I hope so. not. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I don't, I wouldn't want to get to the point of finishing that part and then have to wait another few years till it, till it comes out again. But yeah. I'm sure we'll... Um, I'm sure we'll see something from Square in terms of something this year once the dust settles on it all, you know, the launch and what have you. So, you know, maybe they have got something lined up for next year, you know, in terms of you know, the next part's pretty much ready to go. But obviously they want everyone to enjoy this and then just
1: that's like, it, I mean, it's ready, yeah, you know. So that's
0: it. For all we know, they might actually be nearly ready, as you say. So mm. you know, so but I'm sure they will they'll play their hand, um Probably when things have settled down in general, to be honest with you, because you know the, with everything that's going on, it might have delayed things and put a, put things on the back burner anyway. So, um, yeah. but apart from Final Fantasy, then um, what have you uh, looking at? Well, obviously, one of your games that have been playing. I'm guessing you're predominantly PlayStation and PS4, is that right?
1: Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, it's very. Funny, isn't it? It's, it's almost the same divide as whether you like Apple or whether you like Windows. But for me, mm. just just growing up, I was always drawn to PlayStation as opposed to Xbox. Um, yeah, just I just don't, don't know what it is, but I just hate the Xbox controller. I know there's not a lot of mm. difference in them aesthetically. You know, they they pretty much look the same and are the same somewhat. But uh, there's just something about it. it. Just makes me angry every time I look at it i mean
0: it's you know it's it's, everyone's different you know at the end of the day and you know i think certainly from the original xbox i mean the 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 duke controller the first product was absolutely horrendous but i mean for me it's like i prefer the thumbsticks not level like they are on the playstation controller because i've got an xbox and a ps4 but i prefer them being slightly offset
1: because obviously that's
0: one of the that's one of the big differences isn't it because obviously the ps4 you've got them level next to each other um and in general i've I tend to find that the Xbox controller is a little bit comf- more comfortable. But like you say, it's just it's each to their own, isn't it? But like I say, I'm quite, you know, quite lucky. That I've got both, but I, I tend to lean towards the Xbox and the PlayStation. Um, okay. But obviously, it's nice to have the option there. And obviously, for the likes of when I do pick up Final fancy that it is there for when I do need it as well.
1: Yeah, just, um, I don't know, just never really got on with the console. So I've just not hmm. really looked at what exclusive games Xbox has, aside from Halo. um, Yeah. Just, you know, you've got the likes of Tomb Raider for the PlayStation. I I know it's on other platforms now as well, but just Mm. the nostalgia of playing Tomb Raider on the PlayStation 1 and then just working your way up through the console series. So I've had a PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4. um, The three games of, of Tomb Raider, which are on the PlayStation 4, just absolutely love them um just step step back into them all the time it's just nice when you complete story mode that you've then got an open world on these games now as well so it's not just a very linear process of start to finish and then that's it you have to start all over again um we, we both enjoy playing them as well so it's always nice that if there's something i can't do and vice versa we can help each other out when we're stuck and swearing at lara
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Well, this is thinking you know and finding that common ground and like say to to see Tomb Raider from where it was to, to where it is now as well again it's it's very different but I enjoy those games in terms of what they are and what they offer because they're very comparable to obviously another PlayStation exclusive or Sony exclusive is obviously Uncharted you know in terms of that if yeah, yeah. you look at where that's that's grown from from the first game to the most recent one you know again going to more and more open world style game it's it's, yeah, like you say, it offers you something completely different, doesn't it? So,
1: yeah, absolutely. I just see uh, this week that Uncharted Four is available free on the PlayStation Store, so we just downloaded that oh. last night. So, I've only played the first three, so it's quite nice to have a new game mm. for free. Yeah, you yeah. want to play, but I'm just not sure <laughs> if I'm going to have time to play it in the next couple of months because I know I'm going to be on Final Fantasy. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, this is it, and it? it's it's almost <laughs> it, you know you've got the time, but you've almost got too much to play because you yeah. know. The, yeah, people have kind of recognized that people, you know, companies are recognizing that people are at home they're gonna have a bit more time, so there's yeah, a lot yeah, more yeah. content being made available that's either free or a, a massive reduction of costs. So it's that's probably it. gonna to get to that point where you know you've you've wished for all this spare time to play all these games that you've had kind of loitering around, but then ironically you're not actually gonna get around to playing them.
1: So that's um, it's, it's exactly that's funny. Last night I just said there are not enough hours in the day at the moment to play all these games, and all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Is at home all day, but I just still <laughs> don't have enough yeah. time to play it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and like you say, you can't spend 20 out of your 24 hours a day just playing games. No, yeah. well, I mean, you, you can, you, you can technically, yes, but you probably shouldn't really, <laughs> you know. So, I wouldn't, I'd be just, no, no, I wouldn't either. Um, but I'd be interested to see what you think about Uncharted 4, certainly, because like I say, it's a lot different to the other ones. Um, because I played okay, it when it first okay. came out, and I, and I don't think I've touched it since, but I have still got it. Um, I, I buy my games physically. I buy the discs rather than digitally, unless right, it's like right. a free download sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but interested to see what you think of um, think of that when you when you play it. So, um, but I really enjoyed it because I loved Uncharted. You know, that's kind of the the jewel in the crown for me in terms of the exclusivity for Sony. Because um, mm-hmm. one of the games that you've kind of touched on, you've been playing there um, in your list is Last of Us, which is obviously by the oh, system, yes. by the same, you know, by the same people controversially for me, I I didn't get on with Last of Us when it when it came out. Um I played it and finished it on the PS3, but then Mm. I never got it back on the PS4 because I just didn't really get on with it. And, you know, and I don't know what it is. There's just something about that game. You know, it's just not from a lack of quality or, you know because it is a a great game in terms of the looks, the story writing, that sort of thing. But there's just something about it for me, I don't know if it was the, the controls or what just didn't fit right but I mean I'll still play Last of Us 2 whenever it comes out because I know it has been recently delayed Um, but for me Last of Us just missed the mark a little bit really
1: Well I can understand what you're saying because when I bought it on the PS3 I Mm. maybe played it for two hours and then put it down and I never played it again and it Mm. wasn't until very recently um, I bought the remastered version on the PlayStation 4 uh, and I, yeah. I just I just fell in love with it i just and then i couldn 't understand why i didn 't like it all those years yeah. ago on a previous console, but then this time I was hooked line and sinker straight away uh, yeah. yeah, now, now I just thought it was a fantastic game, and i can 't believe that I put it down so early on on the previous mm. console
0: yeah yeah and it 's quite ironic really because a lot of people are saying the the comparison between the current climate and what happens in The Last of Us as well in terms of, oh, yeah. you know, the, the empty streets and cities and it's like, you know... <laughs> it's like playing real parties. life. Yeah, yeah, it's almost happening in real life. So, <laughs> But yeah, but like I say, you know, from a visual perspective, you know, that thing is, you know, it, it's a spectacle from start to finish as you'd expect from, from Naughty Dog as, you know, the Uncharted games are. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I mean, maybe I, maybe I need to go back to it at some point and just kind of...
1: Oh yeah, give really it a revisit.
0: Played it, you know, and, and, and revisit it. And, and like I say, I'll, I'll end up playing the second one in some variety just to kind of See the story and where it goes from from where it left off because it left off, you know, the finish in terms of a very interesting place to to carry on to the next game. So did, I'll be, um, Indeed, I'll be interested to see uh, to see where it where it goes from there. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, and whenever it yeah, when it comes out because it's yeah. been delayed again till later on this year, hasn't it? So it'll be interesting September, to see when actually. Yeah, yeah, when it actually finally hits the shelves, um, and then your last game, I think that you have put on the list. Um, is the Spyro collection, which
1: oh, I'm yes. very,
0: very familiar with, Because Anna kind of dabbles with that before she shouts at him and turns it off. So I'd <laughs> be interested to see if you have the
1: same or it has the same effect on you as well. I um again, it's just pure nostalgia playing it on PS One. Uh, mm. As soon as I saw the trilogy was available, I, I believe I pre-ordered it even before it actually came out, just because I wanted it there and mm. then. Um, and, yeah, there certainly has been a lot of swearing, a lot of shouting, throwing the controller. Uh, completed all three, which is nice. Not 100% on all of them, unfortunately, but mm. done as much as I can do. But it's just nice to be able to go back and, and revisit the game. Because, again, it's pretty much an open-world platform, really. Um, yeah. And it's it's not too intense. You know, it's quite nice and easy. You know, if, if you're not much of a gamer, it's... It's not too much of a difficult game to to get to grips with, and then maybe advance on to other games. Um, mm. But yes, yeah, just just I don't know if it is the nostalgia, but I just think it's a fantastic game. I really do, absolutely love it. Wrapped up so oh, yeah. many hours on it; it's beyond belief.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a similar vein to the the Crash and Central, isn't it? You know, because they oh, yeah, they absolutely. came out very, uh, very, very similar. Time and obviously, you know, very similar games in terms of what they offer. And I've I've kind of briefly played with Spyro from the remaster we've got, but I've spent more time playing the Crash ones, and I'm the same in terms of Crash One, certainly. Shouting at that thing, and you know, (laughs) like I think it's because obviously the controls these days are more accurate, and you have to be more precise, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of controls. Whereas before they were a bit more forgiving because they weren't as accurate, so you could maybe half land on something and half not and you'd be yeah. fine but now it's like if you're not all on a platform or something that's sinking or moving it's like you've missed it and then it, yeah. you know it does cut co- you know force you to be a bit more accurate so you know and, and i get it you know from me growing up with crash spyro that sort of thing you know it's that nostalgia again in terms of the fan fantasy game you know it's you get that hit from being there in terms of you know it's you know, you remember it instantly in terms of, oh, I remember doing this, and you you find yourself remembering little bits about games that That's kind it. of so- lock, locked away in the memory there. Somewhere, oh, I remember this bit, and you have to do this, and it's it's still yeah, the same. Yeah. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing what you what's, what's still rattling around from from all them years ago in terms of little tricks and tips to to play the game. So, but yeah, it's um, yeah, like I say from an accessibility point of view, certainly, Spyro. Um, crash that sort of thing, the, the great games to just sit and relax and, and that's yeah. put a lot of thought into as well, that's the main thing, it's kind of you know,
1: that's it isn't it, just shout. easy easy going,
0: yeah. yeah that's it and obviously shouting and swearing aside, you know it is kind of not as intense shall we say as a, as another game, so it doesn't <laughs> necessarily require to sit and watch loads of cutscenes, and understand fully what's going on so, but yeah it's um, you know it's, it's much the same as um, what I said with Dave last week really in terms of from From him as well, you know, in terms of seeing how much of a gaming nut he is, and sort of how in depth his sort of passion is for game as well as craft beer. Again, we kind of we didn't really know about this until obviously we got talking about fan Fancy and a bit more in, in depth. So it's it's quite good that obviously, you know, to have that sort of common ground of craft beer and games is it's quite good, really, in terms of what it, you know, and and, and chatting about both, you know, rather than just yeah. chatting about beer. It's 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 good that you can kind of chat about beer and games and really in, in truth you know people who do both will you know nine times out of ten probably play games while having a beer anyway so you know it's kind of goes hand in hand really doesn't it
1: uh, i i agree and i think it's actually surprising the amount of people that do drink and predominantly talk about beer actually love gaming as well mm. yeah yeah it's kind of a kind of a hidden
0: agenda really because you know the profiles obviously for the people that we talk to certainly just Predominantly beer, aren't they? So it's yes. nice to see the other things that people are into and, and get up to. So, so yeah, it's um, it's a nice little nice little uh, side side hobby, shall we say, to our uh, alcohol addiction, anyway. So, well, like, that's our Gaming that's, addiction, also.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I try and switch my Instagram up rather than just posting beer, 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 beer. So I've mm. got a formula where I'll post two beers and then I'll post something else, whether it's gaming or just you know something. Like, literally anything or music um Mm. i just don't want to keep it just beer 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 because i've got a lot of friends and followers that don't actually like beer or you know they're just not in that scene so they don't you know i'm just although it's my profile i'm just conscious of what i'm posting as well i don't just want to post only beer because i know it's not just beer followers that i have um you know not, and I, i don't mean anything against anybody that posts just beer only I, j- I just like to switch up a bit so i always do two beer picks and then something else just uh just to keep it a bit fresh
0: yeah yeah i've noticed it's usually something like picture of the dog yeah. or like a, a vinyl <laughs> or something but it's nice to see that isn't it you know it's nice to see because it gives you a bit more of a an insight into that person what, what they yeah, like and what they don't like so sort of thing. so it is nice to to see something a little bit different and obviously hence that's why I decided to do the podcast with obviously the, the gaming sort of angle as well because it's nice yeah. uh, to have something else to talk about beyond uh, beyond games so. <laughs> so yes so it ties in quite nicely really um so really that kind of brings us to the end of end of the, the podcast and and the kind of the topics that we had to fill um so i mean the only really thing to to shout out beyond that is obviously as we as we spoke briefly about earlier is obviously you Work at the the Red Elephant in Truro, yes. um, so obviously it wouldn't probably be, be proper to to shout it out and give it a mention on the podcast. So, in terms, obviously, the current climate in in terms of what services and they're offering, in terms, of, are you offering still operating, but in a in a limited sort of capacity, or is it kind of just playing it by ear at the moment until lockdown eases up a little bit?
1: Yeah. So what we're doing at the moment is we have the shop open, although I'm not in the shop itself. Um, Mm -hmm. it's from 3pm to 6pm on a Friday and a Saturday that you can walk in or you can contact the shop and reserve beers and they'll be boxed up for you just to come and collect. Um, So Mm -hmm. just a few hours on those two days, but then at 6pm when the shop gets closed, we've got a couple of drivers that will just go around the whole county, uh, depending on which area you're ordering beer for, and you can actually have the beers delivered to your door. So we're just trying to do whatever we can to still bring the same amount of income into the shop, but still give everybody the beers that they want. So as I said earlier, it's just us in Truro and St. Ives, they're the only two hubs for craft beer, essentially, outside of the supermarket. Mm -hmm. So we we don't want to completely close, and we don't want people to not be able to get the new beers which are coming out. So we just thought, let's just do it on the two busiest days of the week. Um, you know, everybody wants to have a drink on the weekend, so why not just keep those hours on a Friday and a Saturday for now, and just just make sure the shop's closed for the rest of the week.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense, and and you know, from from a a logistics sort of point of view, in terms of you know covering the county, like I said, it's it's a small county, but obviously the kind of the roads and the infrastructure in the county, if people don't appreciate, it unless they've been, is it's not an easy task getting from one side of Cornwall to the other in a sort of a a timely an efficient manner is it really you know because there's there's no. literally the a30 <laughs> that runs up and down which is the only dual carriageway yep. but beyond that you're on sort of b roads and sort of single track roads so to actually be offering that service as well is quite a sort of quite a good service really you know in terms of getting getting beer out to people but yeah like you say you want to keep getting beers into people's hands because otherwise you know they probably would go without wouldn't they so
1: that's it i mean and as you say although it's a small county from end to end it actually takes two hours to get to uh, from one end to the other Mm. so although it's small because of the roads and and how everything is it actually is a bit of a mission to get from one side to the other
0: yeah at least your drivers won't hit much traffic hopefully at the moment anyway that's the um hopefully not that's the main thing so (laughs) hopefully slow hopefully it'll speed things up a little bit um so i mean in terms of from people sort of seeing what's going on at the shop obviously i know there's probably not much in terms obviously because you know you do a um you have a couple of taps now since the you've kind of rebranded and obviously right. sort of rejigged the shop a little bit, obviously, which you're not doing now. But um in terms of where people can find the shop, what's the um what's the Instagram handle for the shop? Yeah,
1: so on Instagram you can catch us at red underscore elephant underscore beer. Uh we try and upload all the beers that we get in as soon as they come in. Obviously at the moment it's a bit more difficult because I'm I'm the person that deals with the Instagram account. But when the beers mm. are coming in, I can't take pictures of them because I'm not physically in the shop. So I, I just use custom images from the brewery. But as soon as a beer comes in at the moment, we're uploading it on there, putting it on the story, <laughs> just putting it on the normal pages. Um, we're also on Facebook as well. But at the moment, the main hub for, for seeing what we have is always going to be on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Cool. And it's obviously from it's changed massively since I've been, you know, I was last there uh, last year. So yeah, you know, again we we kinda said that it was one of the things that we we're gonna do is in terms of meet up and have a couple of drinks when we called in, which we'll still have to do
1: that's not come
0: up. October, you know, as long as nothing <laughs> as long as nothing changes again. But we'll um, to offer that, you know yeah yeah to offer that drinking facility as well you know even if you don't only you know you just have a couple of taps it's still a, a nice little you know or you can go pick some buy buy some beers but if you have a, a pint or a half pint whilst you're in the shop as well it gives something else a little bit different doesn't it so it's it's nice to it to does. have that in there and give have a little bit of an edge to it so yeah it's really yeah, nice I like say, t- when you've yeah, and you know, like you say, when there's limited bottle shops anyway, to give give yourself another, another string to the bow, then it's you know it gives people another reason to to come and and travel to to hit the shop up, doesn't it? So, yep. but it's good to see you still uh, still operating and doing what you can to to get by, and hopefully that you know hopefully that continues, so uh, oh, people will yes. be sticking their orders in. So when when it comes back to normal, you, you can you know kind of get back up and running and sort of business as usual when it when it continues. So. Yep, that's the plan. um yeah. So, in in terms of yourself, then, uh, before we before we wrap up, I um, know obviously from what we've discussed, you're on Instagram, but is that kind of the only place, really, that you know do you dabble in Twitter or anything else like that, or is it just just Instagram? Or
1: yeah, for me, mainly, uh, it's just on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I do use yeah, Untapped yeah. a lot as well. Um, I actually started yeah. using Untapped before Instagram on the whole beer side of things. Um, mm. But if you do want to find me on Untapped, it's just Mills all altogether. Uh, No gaps, no underscores. Uh, But on Mm -hmm. tapped, it's just underscore mills.
0: Perfect. And I think I'm the same, really, because I I did Instagram last, um, you know, in terms of my journey. So I did the blog and Twitter first and then Instagram. Instagram, I only started pretty much, well, about a year ago, so oh, okay, it's February okay. March time last year. So when I when I did it when I first came down to you guys, I was still pretty new in terms of on Instagram. So I'm uh, I'm the same okay. really. A lot of the beers that I've posted will be on Untapped on as opposed to on my Instagram. Yeah. So Um. But yeah, but thank you for coming on, James. I appreciate it anyway. Thank so you. it's um, yeah, it's nice to chat to you because obviously we will we won't be be speaking in terms of face to face for a little while longer and catching up and having a drink. So uh, we'll definitely after meet up and you're still more than welcome to to come to the wedding whenever it whenever it goes ahead now. Yeah, I appreciate um, that Thank so you, you know, we'll uh, we'll have a, a drink outside of that as well and catch up but uh, but yeah, it's nice to nice to have you on and have somebody else to to share some conversation with rather than talking to myself. Um <laughs> but yeah, so um that that was one thing that I thought it was going to be when I started this podcast. No one's going to come on it. It's just going to be me every time, and it's just going to get, get bored of speaking to myself. So. <laughs> but it's so it's nice that people have actually actually wanted to come on and, and have a chat. So uh, so yeah, so thank you yes, for, for doing that. Um, and then for me for on Instagram um, and Twitter, to be fair, my um, my handle on both is points underscore of brew. Unfortunately, as I can't have just the points of brew, um, and I think I am the same on Untapped as well, just to keep it. Um, the same across all channels but uh, but yeah um, so thank you everyone who's listened to the previous episodes and listened to this one um, if you've got any questions comments or feedback please please do let me know um, anything at all is appreciated because as you can probably tell I'm still fairly new at this as well um, if you want to be on the podcast please let me know. Or if you want any, you know, got ideas for people who want to be on the podcast as well, please let me know. Um, by all means, send me to them Instagram direct, or I've got um, Gmail accounts or pointsofbrew at gmail.com. And I'll uh, answer any questions or comments, but uh, thanks for listening and I'll, uh, I'll catch you on the next episode.